Hey there, are you a spiritual seeker looking for the perfect way to blend your physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health and well-being practices? Maybe you already have an interest in yoga or astrology or want to learn more about yoga's sister science, Jyotish, or Vedic astrology? Well then, I'm super glad you're here, and I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher and a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the sidereal zodiac, so some of the signs might be different from what you're used to. To get a free copy of your sidereal birth chart, please visit my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart dash calculator. Now let's get started. Glad you're here. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Yogi Scopes podcast. This week I am bringing you November's Outlook and I recognize that November 1st is on a Monday and this podcast comes out on Mondays so maybe it would make sense for me to put the November Outlook out on Monday, November 1st, right? Well, so let me tell you why I'm putting it out today because kind of two reasons. Um, The first being I like I like to be prepared ahead of time, and also if you do want to go back and listen to it on November 1st, if you're like, no, I want to see what's coming down the pipe when it's coming down the pipe, I don't want to look too far in the future, then you can just go back and re-listen to it. Um, So both problems solved for the people that want the information early or the people that want it right on time, or if you want it at both times, you can always, that's the beauty of a podcast, there's no limit to how many times you can listen to it. Um, so you can have it now for if it's early, uh, for if you want to know early. Um, but then the second reason is that there is not a lot happening astrologically this week. Okay. There is like something big happening, but it's only one thing. And then looking ahead at, I have my, um, November, you know, transits like astrological happenings kind of mapped out week by week. So I already know what I'm going to talk about in the podcast each week. And this is like the only week until towards the end of November that there is only one thing happening. The rest of the weeks have a good like three or four. So I felt like this whole past month, you know, I just started this podcast this month. I've had my other podcast, The Science of Light, going for about a year now. But this one just for yoga practices for the astrological weather, yogi scopes, your yoga horoscopes. Um, it just started like three weeks ago, really. Um, so I felt the whole time, like if I had given you like an October outlook, so I wasn't having to explain like every little detail. If you had kind of like a big picture overview going into the whole month, I could have made the episodes more concise, a little shorter. Um, so that's what I want to do going forward. I want you to have you know, a monthly idea of what the next month is going to kind of hold energetically. So that's what I'm doing now. So you can have it right now ahead of time. So first I will talk about the one astrological event happening this week, which is Venus moving into Sagittarius, which is not a small deal. Like I'm going to talk about that um, in depth and it will get its, you know, day in the sun, if you will. Um, So I will talk about that And if you want, if you are one of those people that doesn't want to hear about November until it's November, then you can just listen to that part and then you can pause it and you can come back and listen next week because next week's podcast episode is going to be about the new moon. There's a new moon happening 
next week. Um, so that, and also Mercury is moving into Libra. So there's like more stuff happening next week. And as you all may know, new moons and full moons are very big deals to me. And I don't want anything like talking about the entire month of November to take away from the new moon, from the time I have to talk about the new moon while also not making this podcast be a freaking hour long. So that's why we're talking about November now. But if you don't want to hear about November now, just listen about Venus moving into Sagittarius because that's happening this week before it's November. And then you can pause and come back and listen to November when it's November. Or you can also like pause and come back and listen to each individual piece like as it becomes relevant. Just kind of scrub through the episode and find um, them again. And so I'm going to start like so I'll tell you about Venus moving into Sagittarius and then I'll tell you all the dates in case you want to write them down. Put them on your calendar. Um, know what to watch out for when. And so one more logistical piece before I really get into the nitty gritty of what's happening this week and what's coming up for November is um, new moon circle next week. Go join my Facebook group. There is actually, as of today, there's a poll up for when we're going to hold it because normally they're on Sundays, but this coming up Sunday is Halloween And it's also happens to be the last day of my lease at my old place. So we're going to, this weekend is our big move. So I just like between Halloween for everybody and my family's big move, I was like, maybe holding it on Sunday is not the best idea. So we're going to be shifting some things related to the new moon circles going forward anyway. But if you go join the Yoga Plus Astrology Facebook group, you can probably search that. But to make sure you're getting the right one, I always link it in the show notes. Um, join that so that you can vote in the poll because I do this for y'all. Like I enjoy doing it, but it's for y'all. So I want your feedback on when you want the events to be at a time that works for you. So while that's up, you can go vote or if it's the polls down, I will have posted what time we decided on. Um, or you can go to yogiscopes.com slash store S T O R E to find when the event right now, it still says last month's event as the date on there, but you can register at the same place and just know that you'll get an email when we've locked in the date and time. You can also email me if you don't do Facebook. Uh, Just get in touch with me Um, for the new moon circle. It's virtual and it's free for the time being. It will always be virtual probably. Um, But for the time being, it's free. I actually have an exciting announcement coming up related to the rest of that. So just stay tuned for that. And for now, focus on getting into that new moon circle if you want to be there next week. Um, join the Facebook group. Yes. So now Venus is moving into Sagittarius this week on the 30th, which is Saturday, um, early, early in the morning. So you could think of it also as Friday night, like you'll probably wake up Saturday morning and Venus will now be in Sagittarius, which um, there's a lot kind of to that. That's why I'm saying it's like there's this the only thing happening this week, but it is no small deal. Um, so it is Gandanta, which means it's in a spiritual knot from the 27th until the 2nd of November. So for those few days around the transit, um, you know, we often hear about shadow periods, same kind of idea, but planets only become Gandanta This is a Vedic astrology, a Jyotish concept. Um, If you've studied Western astrology, to my knowledge, they don't have anything like this. But um, it's when when a planet moves from a 
water sign to a fire sign. And so as you may know, there are four elements for the signs and the signs of the 12 signs just cycle through them in order, fire, earth, air, water, and they go in that order, fire, earth, air, water, uh, three times because there's 12, there's four elements and, and 12 signs. So what starts with Aries is fire. So this happens when planets move from a water sign to a fire sign, which happens when planets move from Pisces to Aries and from Cancer to Leo and from Scorpio to Sagittarius, they become Gondanta, which means they are, so that means they're in a spiritual knot. And what you can think of it with the fire and water thing. It's like fire and water don't mix, right? So it makes the the transition kind of turbulent for the planet, for the energies of that planet. Um, and so this, but it's like, it happens a few times a year. Like it's not like, you know, um, like that huge of a deal, but it is something to be aware of that it brings that kind of energy um, that for this week, it might be kind of turbulent for things related to the qualities of Venus, which are like love, romance, um, luxury, art, creativity. Um, you might even look to the places in your chart where Venus is like ruling over, which would be wherever you have Libra or Taurus in your chart. You could look at to those areas of your life and you might think, oh, well, the ruler of that house is having a hard time right now. And so this is another one of those things. If this, if that just sounded foreign to you, you're more than welcome to throw it out the window, but you're also more than welcome to reach out to me and be like, Hey, what did you mean by that? Cause I'm happy to answer your questions. I love when people come with me, come to me with questions. Um, but the most important part is just knowing, especially related to, um, your like love and romance and the way you relate to others the way you express yourself creatively, maybe also your feminine energy, those qualities, this might be a turbulent week for that. Um, and, but it's okay because when planets go Gondanta, if you work with that energy during that period of time, it's said that you can untie the spiritual knot or, um, you can work out karmas related to that. So if you've had some kind of lingering um, creative blocks or like fights that keep coming up with your partner, especially moving from Scorpio to Sagittarius, which is what's happening on the 30th, Venus is moving from Scorpio to Sagittarius, from the water sign of Scorpio to the fire sign of Sagittarius. It's... um it's a good time to get under, you know, like we're at the end of this Scorpio energy for Venus, which is a time I covered this in actually, I think in the very first episode I did, I was talking about Venus moving into Scorpio then about a month ago. So, um, it was a time of getting kind of under the surface in the way you relate to people in your relationships in uh, creative pursuits, doing that really, like deep, like maybe even cathartic artwork, like, you know, artwork for the purpose of emotional release. It's been a good time for that. So, and so the rest of this week kind of still is. And if anything, it's a time to um, really do that work so that you can untie the spiritual knot so that as you move 
into Sagittarius as that energy, as the Venus energy moves into Sagittarius, it feels like a time of renewed optimism. Like you've shed this weight because you've gone under the surface and released stuff, whatever, you know, you've done the work, the spiritual work to untie the spiritual knot to move into this openness and optimism that Sagittarius brings. And so like, even if you don't feel like you're doing any of that kind of like, you know, let's say maybe you're not going to like couples therapy this week or something, you know, it's not to say that, um, you won't still feel maybe that kind of weight lift, you know, even if you aren't doing some kind of like deep spiritual work pursuit endeavor. Um, but if you were, um, the energies would support that. It's kind of what I'm trying to say. But even if you're not going forward, once Venus moves into Sagittarius on the 30th, which is Saturday, and then especially once it, um, moves from that Gandanta point, which is the second, which will be next Tuesday. Um, it should feel, you might feel a sense of more openness, a sense of, um, almost like childish naivety, like optimism when it comes to romance or also creativity and luxury in your life. You might feel like, um, it's a time for that, which I think, you know, Venus moves into Sagittarius sometime around this time of year, every year, because Venus is one of those planets that pretty much, for the most part, like, almost tracks with the sun, Venus and Mercury do, from our perspective, like, they, when we think of, like, you know, Libra season, Scorpio season, whatever, like the things that you know from like Western astrology, which are based on where the sun is, which we know using the sidereal zodiac that that's not like really actually where the sun is, but it's not that important because if you still want to think of things that way, um, the planets do generally around that, you know, month or so start kind of trickling into whatever next sign. So that's actually... I'm starting to get into the November horoscope now, but um, still just talking about Venus and Sagittarius. Venus moves into um, Sagittarius around this time of the year, every year, you know, and it's like, you know, give or take a little bit, but um, we know this energy comes about. So I associate this personally with like, you know, we're also moving into the holiday season here in the U.S. and I know maybe you live in another country and things don't feel as consumerist where you live as they do here, but um, I think this could have to do with the Venus and Sagittarius energy. It's like um, indulgence, right? Like optimism related to luxury and like we're starting to think about the holidays and, you know, all the the eating and the gifting and things that come with uh, this time of year. It gets to be a very, like, generous and indulgent time of year. And with that said, I'll go ahead and kind of trickle into November's horoscope because that is a good segue into that. Um, so just know that Venus and Sagittarius is um, going to be moving from what feels like intensity related to creativity and romance into a time that's a little bit more 
open and optimistic and maybe even like bordering on naive. Um, so this can be a time to let your guard down when it comes to love um, and maybe also be aware that others might be doing that as well. Um, I think it pairs really well with the kind of holiday season energy. And I hate to be like talking about that so early. Like I know it's only October, uh, but like it is kind of on my mind, especially now that I'm looking at it more intensely from an astrological lens than I ever have. I'm like, holy shit, this makes sense. Why we act like this around the holidays, or at least the way I've been raised in the U S like this indulgent kind of consumerism. And especially, I mean, even like Thanksgiving here in the U S is a very, it's a holiday characterized by overindulgence, which can be a implication of that Venus and Sagittarius energy where, you know, Sagittarius is very bright and optimistic and um, kind of philosophical, right? And Venus is indulgence and um, pleasure and femininity, but also relationships, you know? So it's just like all these things, think of all these, these energies coming together and boom, you get Thanksgiving. It's like, let's eat a lot. Let's eat a lot of really delicious food. Let's spend a lot of time with our loved ones, you know, in relationship with other people. It's a holiday about indulging in the senses and indulging relationships, right? So that's one of the energies we have going on this month, um, Venus moving into Sagittarius this week. So just know that this week it might feel kind of turbulent um, related to Venus like making its transition there. And then also I want to say it's moving from Scorpio, which is a sign characterized by like going to the depths of things. It's like this deep, dark sign, ooh, mysterious Scorpio, right? Um, and then it's moving into Sagittarius, which is all the things you probably know about Sagittarius. Um, but it's moving into Mula Nakshatra, a lunar mansion characterized by like a ball of roots. So you could think it's still actually a good time to kind of get to the roots of things and just in a different way, in a less intense way than you may have felt during this past, past month while Venus was in Scorpio. It's, you still might be getting to like the root of things, getting really grounded. It's a good time to get grounded in your creativity and love kind of areas of life. But it's not going to feel as intense, I guess is what I'm saying. So be on the lookout. I always like to kind of leave you with a summary of what I meant by that. So Venus moving into Sagittarius, be on the lookout for it, anything related to that to be turbulent this week. Um, and be on the lookout for wanting to overindulge, be on the lookout for, um, things like that, but just know that it's a good time to let your guard down related to love and creativity. And then maybe also do some root chakra work or grounding, um, yoga nidra type stuff. Heart opening postures in a yoga nidra would be a great way to work with this energy, I think. Like just find a guided yoga nidra online and take a heart opening shape, like in a restorative shape. Um, and this is, I just want to say, y'all, like, I'm not offering right now, um, I can just kind of tell you yoga practices that I think would be good, but I just want you to know that it is my plan one day to offer you, like, 
I will put on the yoga classes that, you know, you can come to virtually because I, right now I teach them in person and I teach based on this stuff in person, but you have to live in Asheville and go to the places where I teach to be able to um, benefit from that. So just know that one day it's coming online, but we're not there yet. Um, So now we're going to move into what's happening for November. So first I'm just going to tell you what the events are. Uh, like the date and what's happening. And then I'm going to go into kind of what each one means. And so if you want to write this down, I will make a note in the show notes that you, if you come back, um, I'm writing the timestamp down so that I can make a little note so that if you want to come back to it and just listen to just the dates to put them on your calendar later, um, or maybe I'll be nice and put them in the show notes for you, um, so that you can come back and look, um, But so on the 30th of October, Venus is moving into Sagittarius. We just covered that, but worth noting again. Um, On the 2nd of November, which is also the day that Venus will no longer be Gondanta, so that um, kind of turbulent energy there might tone down a little bit and you'll be feeling a little less intense, I think, related to those things. But then on the 2nd, Mercury is moving into Libra. On the 4th, there's a new moon in Libra. And so we'll cover both of those things next week on the podcast, um, more in depth. And then on the 16th, the sun is moving into Scorpio, marking the beginning of Scorpio season, kind of, uh, kind of, for us that study Vedic astrology. Um, on the 19th, there is a lunar eclipse full moon in Taurus, marking the beginning of um, eclipse season. So eclipses always come in pairs. They come in pairs twice a year, always a lunar eclipse with a solar eclipse on a full moon and new moon, respectively. So um, so those things always happen. Like if there's an eclipse on the full moon, then boom, there will be one right after on the new moon. That's just how it works astronomically. Um, So we'll talk about the astrological implications of eclipses. I'll touch on it now, but I will talk about it more in depth on that week's episode, which will be the one that comes out on the 15th. So like two weeks from now or three. um, Yeah, like the third week from now, but it is two weeks from now. Um, So we'll talk more in depth about that then. And then on the 20th, two things are happening. Jupiter is moving into Aquarius and Mercury is moving into Scorpio. So that's another example of like how the planets kind of trickle along with the quote unquote seasons as they go by what you see, what you see all over social media with Western astrology. They're like, oh, it's now Scorpio season. Happy birthday to all you Scorpios. Whenever, on whatever date, Scorpio the sun moves into Scorpio under the tropical zodiac, which is like not actually because I'm sitting here telling you the sun moves into Scorpio on November 16th. And that's when it actually astronomically does. So if you're still unfamiliar with the differences between the sidereal and the uh, tropical zodiac, I do have an article about that. You can find at my little link in bio. I usually link in the show notes or you can find on my social medias. Um, you can find a great article there about it, about what's the difference between Western and Vedic astrology. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the big events happening this month. There are more, um, 
like smaller events like when the planets change nakshatras i'll cover those on the weekly podcast but i just want you to be aware of those things we've got some planets moving into libra um we have a new moon in libra we have a full moon in taurus which is we're starting eclipse season jupiter is moving into aquarius huge deal so um those are the main important things happening the things that i would like if i was you if i was going to write them on my calendar those would be the things to watch out for um just know that there's more than that and we'll cover those on the weekly podcast but to the bigger energies to be aware of in this month that we're heading into into november are um all of this Libra and Venus energy, because Libra is ruled by Venus, as I kind of like briefly mentioned earlier. And I was saying if you wanted to look more into like ways this Venus transit might be affecting you, you could look where Libra and also Taurus, because our full moon is in Taurus this month. So um, both of those signs are ruled by Venus. So we have a lot of Libra and Venus energy going on this month. And we also are moving towards Scorpio and eclipse energy. And so the focuses of this will be relationships, indulgence. Um, so be careful. You know, that's what, kind of what Libra and Venus represent is relationships and indulgence. If I could put the two of those archetypes in a word, um, Libra would be relationships and Venus would be indulgence. And so those are like the two biggest focuses of the month and when I say relationships I always like to harp on this I don't just mean your intimate partner because I swear I don't know if it's like the Valentine's Day thing here in the U.S. where everybody thinks when you say relationship you just mean like your partner whatever and I don't I mean like your friends and your mom or like you know what I mean like the people you you interact with your relationship how you relate to other people which is like everybody that you talk to or have any kind of contact with including your barista or the cashier or whatever um so that's a big focus is how you show up in relationships what relationships you're making time for you know I mean I think that comes into focus with Thanksgiving especially here in the U.S. um it's a big I don't know about you all but I see I feel like just personally and I've seen this shift in other people's lives I feel like when I was growing up it was like family and now we have this more openness towards like friendsgiving and things like that we have a more openness towards like non-traditional types of family structures so I think that's a good example of what I'm talking about with this energy is like who do you want to spend thanksgiving with and how are you acting towards or your friendsgiving or whatever um towards those people on a regular basis, right? Um, so then also with that energy is also this. So this is related to um, Mercury moving into Libra, new moon in Libra, and Venus moving into Sagittarius, all of these things. So if you want to, the more nuanced answers of why I think these things that I think about these transits, you can listen to the weekly horoscopes and I'll get more into it. But in the sake of time for this episode... I just want you to be careful of overindulgence or, and so that's in relation to like shopping, spending, eating, um, scrolling, whatever, like whatever you indulge in, just try not to do it too much. Um, So be careful of overindulgence, but also be careful of getting swept up too quickly in a new 
romance or the idea of a new romance type energy or like, um, yeah, just be careful of that. Those are kind of like ways that this energy could play out uh, related to, I think, Mercury and Libra and Venus and Sagittarius is like, brings this like childlike naivety kind of to, and also like Mercury can be kind of flitty and fickle and, you know, jumping around. So don't get shiny object syndrome, I guess is what I'm saying, uh, in relation to romance that could, that could be in relation to say you're in like a, a committed partnership and you want, you think that like doing something new and crazy is going to spice up your relationship. Just don't put on like too much pressure related to that. Maybe it will and indulge, but just be careful not to overindulge, right? Or to put too much like um, stock or emphasis on that. So then the other bigger energy to be aware of, um, so that was the Libra and Venus energy. The other bigger energy to be aware of is all this Scorpio energy and eclipse energy. And I would be remiss not to mention Jupiter and Aquarius, but that's separate. We'll get there. Um, so the Scorpio and eclipse energy is especially because, um, the full moon eclipse happening in Taurus, that is where Rahu is right now, which we'll cover that more when we get to that episode. Um, but just know that it, there's going to be some intensity. So, um, there's still that Scorpio energy. I was talking like when I was talking about Venus is moving into Sagittarius. So we're getting a little bit away from Scorpio energy, at least as it relates to love and romance. Um, but you know, we all have like, we're all multifaceted people. We have all kinds of things going on. We can hold two feelings at once. So while, um, indulgence, might be happening in love and romance and relationships and creativity. It might also feel like at a time of intensity, especially, um, and it could still be related to love and romance. If Scorpio happens to be like in your seventh house or something, your house of relationships, um, or something, you know, so there's like other ways this could play out. This is just the general snapshot for everybody. So if you, if it feels like it's not hitting right or, uh, something you could look at your birth chart individually, or you could come to me for a reading or just for some simple questions, uh, that you want answered if that feels like the case. But so it still brings that intensity, that going under the surface, that like deep, deep psychology type interests, um, and eclipse season are, it's often described as like a portal. So it's like, if you want to manifest something in your life, eclipse season is the time to kind of not like start it or do the work but to conceptualize it um and I just want to say I will have an event coming up related to the eclipse season and um kind of setting yourself up for success for the new year but just stay tuned for the details that's not coming I don't have details on that yet. I haven't decided exactly how I want to structure it. So I'm also open to feedback if you have something you really want to learn about or a time you really want it to be. So just be on the lookout. I will have some more support for you coming related to the eclipses as it comes time, but I want you to be aware 
that that is on the horizon, but always remember during eclipses, like, and especially that period in between the eclipses is a time to lay low, a time to do your sort of like conceptualizing, releasing. It's not a time to set things into motion. So if you were thinking of starting something, maybe try to start it before um, the 19th, before then, um, and just go for it, I say. Um, but I wouldn't count on starting it, you know, like if you want to start, you have a new moon coming up on the 4th. If there was something you wanted to start, something you wanted to set in motion, and actually I have a good, that's what the topic of the Science of Light will be this week is like fresh start dates. Um, somewhat related to astrology, somewhat not. This is a behavioral uh, science, like a psychology concept. So we'll be talking about that over there. Um, but just know your fresh start dates are not should not be during the eclipse. Don't do it. Um, but we'll talk more about that when we get there. But then with this other, this Scorpio energy bubbling up, lingering, um, be careful of burnout, be careful of being militant or so Scorpio is ruled by Mars. So, um, which is a planet of like competitiveness, um, can be also assertiveness or even arrogance on the dark side, um, war, right? Things like that, being a good warrior, which can be good qualities to bring into your life, into your work, um, to be kind of that driven, right, and that focused, like a warrior about whatever. Um, but just be careful. The dark side of that is either becoming militant, like you won't budge about things that you could probably just surrender, you know, <laughs> let go of, um, or getting burnt out, which. Mars has been combust. I kind of talked about that last week. It's been combust since like the middle of August, like August 16th or 17th or so. Um, and it will be combust until the end of the month. And we'll talk more about that um, when we get there, of course. But just focus this month. Mars is still combust all month. So, I mean, pretty much all month. Um, it's until like the 28th. Uh, or something so pretty much the entire month um and then with all these other planets moving into Scorpio which is ruled by Mars it's just adding to that adding fuel to that fire if you will so those are the kind of overarching energies to be aware of the relationships and indulgence and um going under the surface cultivating intensity possibly even borderline on burnout status um so then that also like the kind of yin and yang between those two things is where the jupiter and aquarius energy comes in too because that's going to be really good um we talked about jupiter going direct in capricorn on one of the most recent episodes and what kind of energy that brings well aquarius is still ruled by saturn like capricorn is so bringing structure Oh, and Sagittarius is ruled by Venus, so it's just like all these things, it's all related is what I'm trying to say. And I'm not trying to get too in the weeds with the astrological concepts, but if you want to know more, because I'm speaking because this is the way I think about things and this is the way I want to like know about it, so you can just hear want, want, want while I say that, or you can ask me questions. If it stirs up questions within you, just know I love to hear them, but then I will, of course, wrap up with like just but here's what this means. 
right? So um, Jupiter moving into Aquarius, it's still, it's bringing like a fresh perspective to expansion in your life, but also still bringing some structure. So I think that's a perfect example of the yin and yang between this Libra and Scorpio energy that we have going on, this Venusian and Martian energy kind of at play this whole month. So with that said, good uses of this energy for the month of November are to work hard and play hard. I think that's like super good. You know, like we do that anyway. We're headed in towards the end of the year. You know, we've got end of the year wrap ups. Maybe you're in school or something and you have like I don't know, finals, you know, end of the year things to do, wrapping up. Doesn't it feel like a time of working hard, playing hard? Like every year in the holidays, we're like, we're working hard, probably harder than usual because we have to pack in the same amount of work around like taking time off to indulge our senses and indulge time with loved ones, hopefully, um, for the holidays. So working hard and playing hard is a good use of this energy this month. Um, also finding ways to be diplomatic, focus on like issues of justice and the greater good. Um, and don't worry about being too by the book or dogmatic. You can kind of let that stuff go out of the window for now. Um, don't worry about being too like rulesy this month. Um, but then continue to be goal oriented and go after your goals while being mindful of not being too rulesy or um, outcome driven. I would always encourage you to be process driven. If you haven't like gathered that by now, I'm a huge proponent. Go listen to the Science of Light for a few episodes, and you'll you'll know what I mean by that. Or listen to this week's um, coming out because we're going to talk about that more there. Um, and then also being mindful of not being selfish with your goals. Like this is a month where if your goals are getting in the way of nurturing relationships, it might be time to kind of cool your jets a little bit. Um, so yeah, just work hard and play hard. It's the yin and yang this month between relationships and indulgence and being like goal oriented and expansion focused and manifesting perhaps Um, So just look for a balance between those things this month. If I could sum everything I just said in the last 37 minutes up, it would be that. Work hard and play hard and find the yin and the yang between indulgence and burnout. That's it. So I hope you all have a wonderful November. I am always open to hearing about how you feel like these transits are affecting you or if you feel like don't feel like something's wrong with you if the way that what I said didn't quite resonate because there it might be due to something in your chart to where you might be feeling something extra or less. And I'm always super down to talk about those things um, with you all. So hit me up. Let me know how these things are affecting you. Let me know any questions you have. Join, last little reminder, join the Facebook group. Devote in the poll about the new moon event. And then also... As much as I, you know, you can join my email list, but I haven't sent an email out in a while Um, since I started doing this podcast instead of the new moon reports that way. You haven't got it. So I don't send emails a lot. So jump on there. It's like no sweat off your back. You'll get, you won't get an inbox blown up. So jump on my email list, but also the, like, so if you're not on Facebook, email list is the way to go. 
But if you are on Facebook, I actually post in that Facebook group way more than I do anything else other than podcasts. So if you're here, you're getting the most up-to-date info. Just make sure you subscribe. Make sure you join the group. Let's stay connected. And I'm always happy to hear from you at how this stuff is affecting you. Or if you want to dive deeper into something, you can always book a reading on my website, yogiscopes.com slash store, or just go there and poke around and find what resources I have. I'm so grateful that you're here. Have a great week. Thank you.